And it's good news with Dick Baumbach. I'm Jeff Heiser here with Mr. Baumbach, and he brings us the good news every week, and he has got some stories lined up for us this week. How are you there, Mr. Baumbach? I am doing great, and I'm looking forward to giving more good news. Now, now, last week you left us hanging here with uh, something about congressmen, and you know, they they don't have a very high rating as it stands right now with the American public. But from what I see with this article, this is something probably special that's going on. The headline says opposing congressmen, so it's not Democrats and Repub- uh, you know, it's Democrat and Republican, become besties when forced on D.C. road trip. Yep. <laughs> this happened coming out of Texas, Democratic Beto O'Rourke and Republican Will Hurd were at the San Antonio airport. Getting waiting for their flight back to Washington for a very crucial vote. And suddenly, the snowstorms that were really strong a couple of weeks ago hit the area, and they looked at each other, and they said, what are we going to do? <laughs> so they decided to rent a car, oh, and they drove across country in the car, and then they decided to open up Facebook and start talking to people, and everybody said, wow, and they came to the conclusion they can work together. This is not that big a deal. I thought you were going to come back with, it was like the the third evolution of the movie Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> well, well, Jim, Jim, what was his name, Jim Carey? Yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't there. No. They, I mean, and these two gentlemen came back. They made the vote, by the way. Uh, they were a half hour ahead of the vote. Uh, but they have said to all their colleagues, you've got to do this. Yeah. It, you know, I knew uh, the the, uh, the guy, Will Hurd. In fact, we're Facebook friends. And um, every once in a while, we, we message back and forth. And he, he is a really good guy. And he is very much like that. Um if you've got good ideas or you, you know, you're just a person, that's it. Well, and as long as you're a person and you're a human being, I owe you some respect. And, and you know, hopefully this seriously will spread to other parts of Congress. You, you know, I, I hope so, too. And I remember um, when, when I was much younger it always seemed like there was um, this willingness to cooperate with each other. And now, over the last couple of years, it just seems like we're so diverse. Uh, not diverse, but di- divergent. We're out on the edges, and we don't seem to be able to come to the middle. And this is, might be the first step. You said much younger? I, I thought you were only 22. <laughs> I, well, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like 17. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, as you get older, the time seems to go by faster and, <laughs> and, and it condenses. <laughs> so true. A couple of years ago, I was. I, it was 17. Uh, you're not, <laughs> oh, man. We need to do a road trip. Yeah. Okay. Uh, our next, like the congressman. <laughs> yeah. Our next uh, story is about a passenger plane that crashes and burns, but every single person aboard survived. You know, the, I just saw this, I think, on the news. I, uh, this, But, you know, I had not picked this up until just recently, 
there was a passenger plane in South Sudan carrying 44 passengers, five crew members. It crashed and it caught fire, but every single person survived. And it was a South Supreme airline. And uh, when the pilot lost control, the doors flew open and all the people got out. Some had some minor injuries. Right, right. But everybody survived. Right. You know, I think I saw this on the the news. And one of the things that they said why they they felt a lot of people survived was nobody brought a bag off. (laughs) Ah. There was no bags that were brought off. Everybody just like jumped. You know, and yeah. they they've looked back at others where they've come off the plane in emergencies and people are trying to get their bags and they're trying to get this and they're trying to get they said nobody smart did it on there and they had problems identifying the people because they didn't have their the identifications and stuff. Yeah. But, but that was smart. Yeah, it saved their life. Yes. So the next one is uh I think I may have to go and work at this place. Porsche gives every employee from engineer to janitor a big bonus. I hope it was the new 911. <laughs> Actually, this had, there are 21,000 German employees. Wow, that's a lot. Of, that's for okay. automobile. And from engineers to cleaning ladies, everyone got a bonus of $9,800. Wow. And the reason for it was because of the Porsche 911, when you convert that to uh, German money, it's 8,911 German marks. So that comes out to $9,800. And they said their sales have increased 10%. And that they wanted to pay back to everybody, including janitors, line workers, cafeteria staff, every single person. Wow. Well, you know, I did um, an unveiling uh, event for the new 911. And if you haven't seen it, it's it's one of the most amazing vehicles I've ever seen. Uh, One of the most amazing vehicles I've ever sat in. And um, it's understandable that their sales are going up because they did their homework on this car. Well, and and I am so glad for those 20,000 people. Yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, there's a video that goes uh, that went along with the uh, unveiling. And I had no idea that there was a bonus attached with this, because what they say in the video is that everyone in the company from from janitor to to the leadership all were involved in this. And so they, they stuck wow. behind the, wow. their words. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. An amazing story. But yeah, if you get a chance, go sit in one of the new nine elevens. Oh, you won't want to get out of it. Can I go now? No, no but you've got to make sure you bring some kind of medication with you because when you see the price sticker on it, <laughs> Oh, is it $9,800? No. No. <laughs> no, that might be that might be a half of the down payment maybe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, the next story, I don't know how you're going to beat the, that last one. That was that's a good one. The next one, man keeps restaurant open to feed 500 cops during London attacks. Wow. 
That yeah. brings back memories of 9-11. Well, and this, this gentleman, his name is Ibrahim Dogus. He's a Muslim boy. Wow. And he owns three Kurdish restaurants in the Westminster area of London. And the police, right after that happened, uh, they came to him and said, shut all your restaurants down. He shut two of them down. But the third one, which was right there, he said, no, I want to feed you. I'm paying this out of my own pocket. Wow. And, and for the next two days, mm. he 24 hours a day, he and his staff fed those people. Wow. Yeah, that brings back memories of uh, 9-11. I, I forget the name of the chef, but he has uh, several big restaurants in New York, and he basically closed his New York restaurants and set up a tent and, and fed people for months. It's crazy. I, it's, it, it, I know. I mean, and, um, yeah, and both being from the New York area. Oh, yeah. We, 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 but, you, I mean, this man, and, and the police initially said no to him, that he had to close it. Right. And he just said, how are you going to eat? Right, right. If you're going to be here for 48 hours. That's amazing. Now, I want to bring up a good news story that I saw. And I, I don't know the man's name. He's he's a very famous chef. He came from Italy, came over with $200 in his pocket, and uh, started this restaurant. It, it's a very famous restaurant. And it, unknown to everyone that knew him, he was feeding kids, as, as uh, hundreds of kids. And his restaurant burned down. And he continued to feed those kids, and people didn't know it. And he was p feeding them out of his own pocket. And what the school did and the people in the community, they raised all this money <laughs> so he could reopen his restaurant. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I can't think. He's a, a huge guy, a very tall uh, chef, um, very distinctive. You know him. He's you know, if you saw him, you'd know yeah. He he's bald and um, where was the restaurant? I think it was in New York. Wow. Um, I, I I can't think of his name. I wish I would have. But that story reminded me of this, and it's like you just don't know. They didn't know that he was feeding kids. His own family didn't know it for over two and a half years. Wow. He had been oh, doing this. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's 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 good news. Yeah. That's uh, that's one of those things that make you feel good inside. So. Speaking of feeling good inside, what do you have for us next week? Just a teaser. Okay. It's uh, a boy who has been bullied, and it turned out to be successful. Wow. Yeah, I know a little bit about being bullied. Um, till next week, have yourself a great week there, Mr. Bombang. Thank you. You too. And we'll have more good news. <laughs>